last time on Join the Party. The time loop officially begins, at least for Val and Milo. After some, wait, is this the same day? What's happening? Shenanigans. The LTC retrace their steps back to the art gallery, where they fight the man in the black trench coat who anticipates all their moves. Then he hits the reset button and Aggie is fully caught up in the time loop with everyone else. In the next loop, Milo takes a detour to the Office of Technology Assessment to spy on his dad. With an unexpected Nat 20, Milo learns everything about the history of Lake Town City. The government involvement, the quarantine, the rigging of the first mayoral election, everything. And how involved his dad was from the beginning, back in 1985. Back at the gallery, Aggie communes with the projector, which she learns can optimize your movements but only works while inside of a time loop. And Val confronts the guy in the black trench coat who's 100% on to their time loop shenanigans as well. More shenanigans. Don't worry, this isn't a time loop. This is just what I say at the end of every recap. Let's get the party started. This is now loop four. You are all snapped to 9 a.m. on May 1st. Milo with tuna jumping on your face. Val with the wonderful melodious ring of Mitzi calling you wondering where the dogs are. And Aggie finding yourself sitting in the chair where you sip tea and it's just quiet for a moment. And then your parents call you. (laughs) Damn it. <laughs> I love this. In order, it's like, meow, do 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 And then like one, a beat, and ring, 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 ring. <laughs> I also like the idea that Aggie has traditional phone ring as your ring because you were tired. Definitely. Because it's like, I just think it's a marimba. Like someone just has a marimba. Oh, I think Aggie's parents call her landline. Oh, right. Of course, Aggie yeah. has a landline. Aggie definitely has a landline. Aggie has a landline, yeah. Yes. And she gives her phone number to her neighbors in like just the last four digits because everybody else's prefixes are the same from when phone service first started. Oh, my God. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you guys wake up. What is the first things that you do here in the beginning of Loop 4? I ask Katomi to move in with me again, just <laughs> keeping that in the loop. Right. The beginnings you can fast forward through. The um, beautiful, emotional, romantic moment that you had with Hitomi. That's definitely there. Great. I just wanted to save point check mark that real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't want to lose that. This time during this loop, uh, Milo wakes up a split second before Tuda jumps on his face and he like swiftly moves out of the way and opens the pillowcase. And so Tuna goes into the pillow. Incredible. Make it make a dexterity roll for me. Dexterity plus two is eight. Six plus two is eight. <laughs> yeah, you open your pillowcase and somehow tuna is already on your head. <laughs> cool. If you were waking up like this all the time, I wouldn't have to wake you up. Thanks, tuna. Meow. <laughs> tuna hops off. 
And I think Aggie will have a very similar conversation um, with her mom, maybe slightly less exasperated and more just like, these are the checkpoints I'm going to hit, because if this is the loop that sticks, I want to have said these things. And then immediately afterward, text everybody like, hey, learned some stuff yesterday, you know, do you guys want to chat? Just so you know, your mom ends it the same way, being like, well, fine, we can talk about it later. I have to go on a bike ride. (laughs) I think... uh, Val is going to start a three-way call between the three of us. Yeah, I think I'll I'll just share the info about visiting Des, you know, having the vibe that there was something about time travel he isn't just kind of professionally worried about and that this projector is definitely a time travel device that uh, Dr. Mamaro made. Good, 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 good. And Milo says, I may have gone a little bit rogue yesterday, but I found out some important information. (laughs) And he shares the experiences that he had at the OTA. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. This is a lot of Dr. Mayo lore. And I'm, like, a little bit thrown off by it. Oh, that's right. Also, the projector tells me the truth. So um, we can just ask it one question. I get the sense it's kind of like once per reset. But um, I asked I asked it how where the guy was. And it showed me, like, a film as if some drone somewhere was filming it. It was extremely scary. Uh, but I would love to ask it some questions, such as, um, how can we find this guy? And um, are you a time travel device? And how can I destroy you? This is a good time for me to come in and tell you how the game mechanics of the projector. Would you like that? Yes, please. Would that be good for you? Yes, please. <laughs> so the way this works is kind of like the spell augury, where you are asking the projector a specific question. However, the projector is kind of like a speed running device. It tells you the best slash most optimal slash fastest way of achieving something. So your questions need to be like action based. How do I do blank? So you see that it didn't really, it it talked to Aggie a little bit, but it only did its thing once you asked the question, how do we find this guy? He was outside. If you had done that before and looked for him outside, that's how you would have found him here. I will also say you can only ask it one question per loop. So... Use those questions wisely, and hopefully, um, no one, no one gets to it before before you do. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Not not threatening at all. So this is a game shark, Eric. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a game genie. You plug it into your N sixty four. No, it's actually the video game parallel that I made was this is like when you're doing a racing game like Mario Kart, and you're doing time trials, and you see that ghost version of you mm-hmm. or maybe they make a ghost that has like the fastest time it's kind of like that you are seeing a uh, a version of what you could have done or maybe you have done in the past or in a different timeline or whatever which has great speed run strats gotcha cutting corner any percent time loop run join the party so i think i should get to that spot before he's there. I think if I borrow my neighbor's car and drive over to that side of the street or that parking lot and I just sit there and wait, then there's a pretty good shot that I can run into him. Yeah, I, I think let's let's try let's try to get there early this time and we'll all go and we'll, we'll back you up. Yeah. Yeah, can, I think someone should drive, someone should go on the roof and maybe someone can go like to the, I don't know, the loading dock or something in case he's casing the joint before he waits there. Sure, why not? Yeah, I dig. More bases we cover, the better. As you all hang up, I think, and as you're getting ready to go, all of a sudden everything goes white, and then it's 9 a.m. again. God damn it. Son of a bitch. It's really getting taxing not sleeping at all. 
And the way that this works, here's some fun movie magic here. This happens four times in succession. After like half an hour or 45 minutes, less than an hour, the loop resets like five times. So loop four, five, six, seven, eight, nine are all being quick reset after half an hour to an hour. I will tell you, you know that this quick reset is happening. Is there anything you want to do during this quick reset time? Son of a, son of a, son of a, son of a. Son of a. <laughs> it's, it's not every single time you're bracing for it and you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> I think we would definitely just make a pact after the second or third time. Like, as soon as we can, let's just fucking go. Do we want to just talk now? I think Aggie's kind of like direct confrontation skills are the best versus like stealth or something like that. So are you guys cool with me being the one that just kind of waits in a parking lot and like waits for him to show up? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I just, I want to know why he's resetting so early in the day. Like, what went wrong or what what's his game plan that didn't line up this time around, you know? I, I still think cat or baby. They were way too close together. You think that cat a baby or, is resetting? Baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It is. <laughs> he's getting ready to go and a baby fucking, fucking yes. fat fingers. Yes. The reset button. <laughs> I do. Wow. Okay. It's a good enough theory as for as anything. Eric is laughing that you said that. The DM is just like, I, I'm not saying, I don't know what you mean. I don't, what do you mean? I don't need to be right, Eric. I just have to be funny. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, at one point in one of the loops, Milo texts Lucas and says, Hey, are Zach and, and uh, Apple dating? Luke and Lucas says, Hold on. As a voice recording. And then right before something resets, he says, Yeah, what do you mean? And then it resets. <laughs> yeah. And I think Aggie is going to log on to like municipal intranet for Lake Town City and start scrolling through the high school graduation portraits of the high schools in Lake Town City. Cool. Make to an investigation to, check. Try to find this guy's face. Oh, I got to three plus four. I think that was a really good idea. However, <laughs> you don't have to be nice to me. It's okay. I think you get distracted by looking at old high school things, and it happens every single time. You do it, and like, man, why wasn't I voted president? And then there's a reset. And you're like, no, I have to focus this time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, well, I think I do that two or three times in a row, and then if I have one more shot, I think I'm going to text my sibling group thread. I. Margaret, your oldest sister, hereby abdicate the duties of running this family. <laughs> Mom and dad might be moving home. No one knows with them, as you know. Uh, I love you all very much, but I need to be just one of nine of us and not uh, the person everyone turns to when they haven't paid their taxes for three years. Regan. It's really complicated when you do international stuff. That makes it very easy, Regan. <laughs> anyway, uh, love you guys. Good luck. I like that. Do what do you do with your phone after that? I just throw it. I just throw it down like on, into a couch or something. Yeah. And then I put sushi on top of it and then I turn around and like go braid my hair or something like deep condition my hair or something <laughs> annoying that is going to be immediately reset. I love that. That's so funny. I love <laughs> Yeah, the shower goes on and then it's just like the muffled sound of a pillow and sushi on top of your phone which is yes. just <laughs> Exactly. Just holding on that shot for like 30 seconds. Yep. Before it loops again. Val just keeps picking up the same dog shit every single day. <laughs> it's getting really annoying. 
uh, there is something that I would love to do in the loop since it's half an hour to an hour. Yeah, sure. I feel like we probably like got off another phone call being like, all right, this time we're going to all meet each other at the thing. Uh, and Val hangs up their phone and then is kind of just looking at their phone for a second and like scrolls down through their contacts and uh, clicks the one that says dad and then plate of spaghetti emoji. Mm. <laughs> I would say Julia, because this is kind of like the fun movie magic part. I think that's totally fair, and I love that. I want you to know, as the player and as the person doing this podcast, if you would like Val to have figured this out by loop six, totally fine. Or loop five, totally fine. And if you want multiple shots of this phone call, take it. Okay, great. I want to see how the phone call goes, and then we'll see if I need multiple shots. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, yeah, let's do, let's do this. I love this. Yeah, I think that you make the phone call to dad a spaghetti emoji and it rings a few times and this might be a thing just for me, but I don't know if you know immediately when you call your parents and you know that they're in the car yes, and they're driving. 100%. Oh yeah. And like you're you're on speakerphone but you also hear like the sound of the the car driving on the road even before he says hello. For a moment, it's just like the sound of the car. There's like SpongeBob SquarePants playing in the back. <laughs> and he's just like, Vinny, Vinny, put that down. I will turn this around. I have, I will turn this around right now if you, give, if you don't give back your sister's cereal. <laughs> I, Hi, didn't put, I didn't put all of the Honey Nut Cheerios in individual bags for you, labeled with your names, because all of them goddamn start with V. I didn't do it. So that you could, you could not, no, no. So you could mess around, so you could mess around in the back of this minivan, which I paid for. We'll be at laser tag in 10. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hey, Dad. Oh. Uh, uh, Val, hey, uh, sorry, you know, driving the Rugrats around, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, schools are closed because thank God for unions, but, uh, you know. <laughs> You know who doesn't have a union? Those kids at the laser tag park. I should work on that. <laughs> is there money in the... I could... Is that... Do they still pay with quarter... Is it cash only at the laser tag park? Dad, do you even own a credit card? I'm going to work on that. No, I don't. You know that I don't. Why would I want more people being able to... Viola! Thank you. Yes. Val. Hi. Val. Hey. Uh, Hi. Sorry, it is just super weird picturing you driving a minivan. Why, uh, why is that weird? Why is it weird? It's just a little weird, Dad. Uh, would you like to, uh, explain on that? Would you like to explicate? Would you like to add some more details on top because of that? Because when I was the age of the triplets, you owned a Escalade, and that was about it. It's, it's like, it's, it's safer than an Escalade. And, uh, the, uh, the front of it has, uh, more structure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> Get out of the fucking lane! What are you doing? The children oh, are in the car, Dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'll put, I'll put a dollar in the swear jar. Okay. Uh, thank you. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus forgives, Dad. Thank Listen, you. um, this is gonna be a kind of weird situation that I'm calling you about. Uh, you probably don't even know anything about it, but I thought it was something that may concern you. Or uh, just that you should be in the loop about. But, uh, you know, Aunt Min? My, uh, my older sister, Minerva, 
Yes. Mm -hmm. The one who is living in Lake Town City now. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You knew knew that, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Cool. Do you know what business she's in up here? My lawyer, you know, this is the part where the lawyer would put a hand on my shoulder and say, uh, spaghetti, you gotta say no comments, so, uh. Uh, so yes, okay, I'm, I'm gonna take that as a yes. Uh, did you know that she threatened Ma? Or uh, that she's on. trying oh, to get me on. involved with business? Hold on, Vito's sticking cereal out in his nose. Don't, ah, I can't. Um, no, I didn't know about, I, uh, no, I didn't know about that. Um, would you like to explain to me what's, uh, what happened there? Well, Aunt Min decided I should be a part of her little squad, and Uh I said no, and so she decided to close down my favorite club, uh, attack my friends, and threaten Ma. Ah, classic it's like she wasn't paying attention it really is like she wasn't paying attention apparently she was i don't know what what do you want me to do about it i just wanted to know if you knew what was going on because if she's like acting on behalf of the family or something that's something that you should know about (sighs) why Val, what Val, what do you want me to do? Please just let me know. I'll do it if that's what you want, but I, I'm not exactly sure what you're trying to get at. You're trying to remind me that Lake Town City and New York City are two different cities? Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm not trying to do that, Dad. I'm just trying to figure out what she's acting for and if it's in her own interests or in the interests of our family. And if it's not in the interest of you, then we don't have to continue this conversation any further. I just need to know where you were in terms of all of this. Val, I don't know what your ma does. I don't know what she's up to. Uh, she makes know, pottery, she... Dad. I know. It's the one where I was going to... Yes, the one with the... The ones with the chests on it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Um, but, you know, your mom always had a... Proclivity for getting into uh, situations and... the. Uh, what I loved about her and what I do not love about her now. So it, I don't know what I'm supposed to do exactly. Do you, would you like me to escalate things further? Do you want me to reach out? Do, I, don't, I don't think that's necessary right now, but I also don't think it's right to put Ma to blame for Aunt Min dragging her into stuff. Uh, when was the last time Minerva did anything unless somebody said something to her? Like, I had... I Listen, you're, I only have the details that you gave me. What am I supposed to... Uh, I don't. I don't know what what you're giving I, me. I'm you sorry. I'm me. sorry. I'm, I, I think I'm missing an implication this. here. You think Ma got Aunt Min to start working here in Lake Town City? No, I'm saying that if your ma, if your Ma got involved in something, that I, I it's not my responsibility to untangle it. There's two different cities. I don't know what you want me to do. Val, Val, I can look into it. I, listen, if you want me to start something, I'll start something. Just tell me what you want me to do. You called me. I, I uh, you don't call. You don't call me. Uh, you don't call me on the phone for 
oh, since Christmas, I, how many uh, how many wonderful packages have shown up in your apartment because of that? I hear that you're living with somebody now. That's an interesting. I'm not living with anyone yet. We're looking <laughs> at places together. Well, I, I don't know what sleeping over at your house three times a week sounds how like, do but you I guess even know that. What do you? I, we're really at that point where you have to ask me that. Where we have to ask me that. I mean, it's just wild that you have that information, but you don't know what Aunt Min's up to. That's wild to me. That's your sister doing crime shit. <laughs> There's like five seconds of silence, and then you hear like the car like turn left, and he's like. I realize that didn't get across on the phone, but I want you to know that I was looking at you. Intently <laughs> about that. All right, I'm at the laser tag place. Can you okay. just just hold on? All right, hey, uh, uh, fifteen. Okay, can you you guys have fun? I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back in a little bit. Don't don't hurt anybody too much. Make sure to aim for the head, aim for the heart. All right, have a good day. You just leaving the the triplets at laser tag, Dad? There's a. What, you think it's my responsibility to run everything because I run everything in New York City? I'm supposed to be the chaperone? There's a chaperone. Mrs. Whitman is there. What do you okay. want me to do? I thought you were just dropping the kids off and, like, having a good old time, which, like, is not new to me, personally. I know okay, how I spend my summers. Hold on one second. All right, bye. You have a good... Make sure to take your snacks. And they go, bye, Dad! Bye! They all get out, and now you hear, like, the slide of a of a sliding minivan door. It slams. It says... Val, I'm tr- I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help in the best way that I can. Just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. But uh, I have the information I have. I need to figure out if it matches the information you have. Just tell me, tell me what you want me to do, and I'll just do it. I just want you. Uh, I'm happy to do it. I'll do it. All I wanted was information, Dad, and you, you answered my questions, which I appreciate. Okay, fine. So, didn't see you for Easter. You're gonna make up for that. I can. Uh, we can make a pig. <laughs> we can make a pig. Yeah, we have one of the a luau. There's a we put in a fire a fire pit and one of the luau. Yeah, the, the, the skewered pig and slow yeah. roast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, next time I'm down in New York, I guess we'll we'll make up for it. We'll make time. You're never down in New York. Yeah. I, I, I like Lake Town City a lot. I don't know. I feel like you just don't get as much Holy Spirit up there as you do down here. But, you know. It's a weird say? thing to say, Dad. Holy Spirit's everywhere. God's <laughs> always with you. Don't have to be at church. You know, sometimes uh, you think it's in, maybe it is in one place a little more than another place. Maybe not church or not church. But, uh, you know. Okay. Well, if there's not anything else I can do for you. I'm going to sit in silence in the vin- in this minivan for ten minutes, and then go inside to help Mrs. Whitman because Vito will hurt someone if not she- if not supervised. Probably will. Yeah, that kind of runs in the family. Chip off the old block. All right, Dad. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. In my head, we had a hard cut to Vito inside the laser tag place just, like, biting a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He throws his gun down and just chomps on a forearm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, Val has a lot of feelings about watching their father uh, parent well. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Welcome to the themes of campaign two. It's nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> All right, so we are now on loop 10. The resetting has stopped. I think that it becomes like 945, and you're like, oh, okay. I have to wash this hair mask out now. Okay. <laughs> so once again, it goes white. It is 9 a.m. Tuna jumps on your face. Mitzi calls you, and a brief moment of silence before Aggie's phone rings. I just don't let the call go to voicemail, actually, and borrow the Roper's car um, and take it by the mechanic later <laughs> to get a tune-up. But in the meantime, <laughs> she has preserver costume on, but no hat yet, trying to go a little bit undercover. Hair's like up in a bun, which is not what she normally does. Sure. And she's going to park um, near-ish to where the projector told me the guy was standing, mm-hmm. but hopefully a bit concealed. Sure. That sounds good. Milo's going to bite down when Tuna jumps on his face today and then put his pants on and go to meet Aggie down at the spot. I love it. Do an investigation check. 12. 9 plus 1 for 10. Milo, you walk to the uh, parking lot of the warehouse where Aggie is idling in a different car and Milo, you realize you forgot your keys as Aggie, you think, oh, does Milo has his keys? And then Milo says, damn it. And you realize Milo forgot his keys. Great. <laughs> Remember, the uh, the warehouse is walkable for you, so you can just, like, jet right over there. Yeah. Rando. Eric, does the uh, protest that's happening, the Thornhill protest, do they have a, like, route that's been either, like, approved by the city or has, like, been announced previously? Yeah, I think that... There is a route for the protest. I think that there's like a Thornhill Union Now Twitter that has thrown this up. It's also been uh, retweeted by a uh, protester who seems to be organized this. Her name is Mona Adil. She's a uh, dark-skinned woman uh, with like the Afro puff hairstyle, and she looks really cool in her her Twitter bio, Um, and she seems to be organizing this thing, and she's like, watch out, make sure to follow the path that we have, stay together, Uh, if anyone breaks off, this could be dangerous for you, with counter-protesters, police, or otherwise. So there is a route, it seems like it really goes, like people are collecting from the various Thornhills, because you had to like walk out of the Thornhill, and then everyone meets up half an hour later, in Industry Tin making this big loop kind of throughout the neighborhood, passing by Milo's building, etc., and then ending up around, like, 1145 at uh, Smoke Break Park. Okay, so what time is it now? Probably around 10 if you're finishing walking the dogs. Okay, so I want to kind of figure out where the protest is now, and I want to try to find Dr. Mayor Morrow. That sounds good. Yeah, so if it, if it walked by Milo's apartment, I think that it's kind of like winding its way through the company tin and industry tin apartments. You you could definitely be able to find it if you want to figure it out because also it's a big protest and there's like streets that are closed off because they're causing they're they're stopping traffic and stuff. So Great. if you if you want to do that, you definitely can. Hell yeah. I want to go find Dr. Mayamoro in the protest, please. Wonderful. I'm going to go quickly to the the folks at the warehouse, and I'll come back to you. What time ex- exactly would you say that you, you pulled up there, just like as soon as possible? I think like 10 o'clock. So for Milo, like, get ready, just walk on over there. And yeah, he's going to do the swap and then drive quickly um, without any phone call or dialing at home. Sure. 
yeah, I think that as you two pull up, you see that there are police cars outside of the warehouse, and the front door is closed off by, like, police safety tape. Uh, you also see that uh, Emily Slaughter is standing there, leaning on a sword and talking to, like, a detective with, like, a really shitty-looking overcoat who's wearing it, and it's too hot, and, like, a, a derby hat. Damn yes. it! <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for the under-the-radar plan. I think Milo sort of, just as a gut reaction, like, starts stomping up towards Emily. <laughs> like, as, like, a toddler would. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, uh, Killanova, great. Thank you so much for being here. It seems, uh, I'm glad that you were able to respond so quickly. You didn't seems ask like there's so- for me. I came on my own. Wonderful, using those superhero ghost senses of yours. Uh... What are you doing here? Why is there police? It seems like there was a uh, a break-in in the art installation. Oh, I, just, I came over here to check it out as soon as I could. Shit. What did they... And he looks towards the officer now. What did they take? Hey, uh... Oh, Alright, no. listen, uh, do you have any, uh... You, you have any, uh... You're just one of these guys who just wears, wears a, a mask here. I don't see any identification. Sorry, I, you gotta... Uh, you can't just walk in to a to a, a crime scene, and uh, with your mat with your face covered, and yeah, like uh, who who are you? Give a kid your name. Do you are you filed with you have a identification? <laughs> totally, that makes sense. I understand that. I respect your job and the uh, job you are doing specifically here. Uh, my name is Kilanova. Hi, can I have information about the thing, please? Emily puts a hand on the detective's shoulder and says, "Oh, Jack, he's fine. He's he's fine. He's one of us. It's oh it's fine. Um, of course, she's friends with cops." <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it seems like there was a very well put together uh, robbery here of the the artistic the warehouse. Uh, the there were guards that were stationed outside who were placed here by Mister Zorn. Unfortunately, they seem to be taken out immediately and swiftly, and none of them really have an understanding of what happened here. They're still alive, right? Oh, yeah. They're, you see that there are two, like, big, beefy dudes or, who have, like, you know those those really shimmery aluminum foil-looking blankets yeah. that are thrown over them? And they just look... The shock blanket. Yeah. yeah, the shock blanket. They just look really out of it and, and like, confused. Be like, yeah, they don't really know what happened. And you see that in the, fr- the glass doors in the front are broken. And you see that the front door guy with the top bun is being talked to by another officer uh, a little while over there. He's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like anything was taken, but it uh, seems pretty strange just to, uh, I guess someone doesn't really appreciate art in the same way we all do. <laughs> Good <sucks>. one, <laughs> officer. Uh, uh, Jake, right? What was, what was it? That's Mr. Detective Sergeant uh, Jake. Jake Jack to you. Great. Last name Jack, first name Jake. Just call me Sergeant Detective Jack. Thanks, Josh. Um, so nothing was taken. Uh, Terrible. I hate I hate this, and I hate working with you all. <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> I think while this is happening, Aggie's going to just walk around to the side that the protest eventually comes, like with the windows, and sure. look in and try to see if she can see if the projector is still there. Sure. Are you trying to avoid Emily? I think as Milo, like, hears... Uh, Aggie's car door shut he sort of like positions himself so Aggie can sneak around if she wants to I think I have to be in costume and I'll attempt not to be discovered but I'm not gonna like throw all my weight behind that that's fine 
Well, it seems like this is pretty open and shut. Uh, we can let them just go on. If nothing was stolen, I guess it's fine. What are you all? Uh, what are you all doing? How's your May Day going? Uh, it's fine. Um, what time did the, did they say? What time the robbery likely occurred? Like, what time did oh. you? Get, who called you? What time did you get called? Why did you get called? Oh, I, well, I get called because I'm the I'm a superhero in the city, and uh, I can tell you, yeah, it must have been yeah pretty early this morning at. 9.30, 9.45, 9.45, 9.50. No, no, I get up at 4 in the morning. I'm not there. Don't respond to me. I was like, I was already awake. I took my supplements and went for a two-mile, three. No, it was a five-mile run, if I can. And then I had some early morning re
who can say, I can say, it's going to be tight. Buy your ticket right now at jointhepartypod.com slash live. That is May 13th, 8 p.m. Eastern or afterwards with that VOD, jointhepartypod.com slash live. This podcast is sponsored by our old friends, Stitch Fix. Shopping for clothes might be daunting to you. You never know if it's going to fit. You know, in the normal times, maybe you would go into a dressing room and you're like, oh, I don't like this. This is going to be fine. I do want to buy something, but it's at the risk of me feeling weird and regretting this purchase as soon as I walk out of the store. And returns are super difficult. Like, we need to figure out what the mail system is doing. Who knows what the package system is doing right now? Yet you don't even know what store you want to start with. So this season, summertime, feeling fresh, need new shorts, need new strappy sandals, Stitch Fix does all the hard work for you. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your size, style, and budget. This is a totally new and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Also, Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. Thank God. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash join the party, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash join the party. 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com slash join the party. Okay. Let me look around. Make sure everything's fine. All right. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. Don't think that the bone witch is in there. Good thing I put up my anti-bone witch secure system. Okay. They connect. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, jeez, I'm a frog, and I still have to do this. Oh, no. My obligation, my fiduciary obligations don't have to happen when I'm an amphibian. BetterHelp connects you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone and video sessions, Ribbit. Oh no, I really want to eat some flies. Also, BetterHelp is so great because you can message your counselor in between sessions when you're worried about something or think about a topic you want to cover in your next call. BetterHelp wants you to find the best therapeutic match possible, and it's easy and free to switch counselors if that need be, Ribbit. Once more, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, Rupert, and join the party listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. BetterHelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. Boneswitch, you can have my bones. Change me back. Oh, okay. Well, I shouldn't have pledged my bones to the Bone Witch, but I guess I need to finish this podcast ad. BetterHelp dot com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. And now back to the show. As Emily is sharing her uh, her favorite meditation apps with Kilanova, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sort of walk up to the window confidently without looking around too much and just uh, try to peer in with my handy clipboard in my hand. You, are you costumed or are you doing the... I am costumed. It can be a tablet too, but I, I just want to have something that's clear that I'm like taking notes and like checking into what's going on. Versus, oh, like, so oh, it's, it's the personal in. preserver clipboard. 
Uh, yes, it is. It is not Aggie's go-to battered <laughs> clipboard. Let's call it a tablet. A just, I just want to grab something to look like I'm walking around with a purpose. Yes. No, I didn't know if you were like doing some manager cosplay or this is Preserver writing things down as Preserver does. Yeah, that's totally yeah, fine. This is Preserver case in the joint. Yeah, you check it out. It doesn't seem like anything is missing. Just a few of these things are pushed over. Like the guitar, it has like a broken a few strings. The AC unit has been pushed over. The cannon is turned around and pointed towards the wall. But the, the projector, I guess, is what you're looking for, is there. Can I, like, walk in through the broken door? Yeah, if you'd like. You can, like, push past the uh, the police tape. Yeah, I, like, just kind of duck under it and, again, like, look around, like, look up, look down, like, have a, my little stylus in my hand. Uh, Aggie does not know how to operate a tablet. And, <laughs> and walk over to the corner of the projector, and I want to ask it a question. Yeah, you walk over to the projector, and uh, the projector is flipping white. There's no images on it. It seems to be jammed again. What's different? Why don't you make an arcana check? Uh, 16. 16. So this is a little bit different, although it looks the same, but the first thing you think of is, shit, someone's asked it a question already. Yeah. He came and asked it a fucking question. Damn it. Fuck. Okay, player to player. I think Aggie's instinct would just be to smash it. Uh, how much would you guys disagree with that? I mean, he's going to reset the day, so this item getting smashed is not going to do anything. And it's already been used for whatever it needs to be used for. So Right. Yeah, I think like all of us at this point are sort of like, well, there's no consequences for anything we do right now. So just like, fuck it, smash the thing. I mean, this might be the one thing for which there are consequences, but I feel like Aggie wants to test how to destroy stuff like this. If that's what it's going to be. I like it. All right. All right. Aggie uh, rips out the power cord and smashes the protector down onto the floor. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and um, I'll try to start stomping on little parts if it breaks open at all. Nice. Yeah, you smash it. You're smashing just a, a piece of 1970s technology. It splinters and breaks as you smash it against the ground. Kilanova, you hear some smashing happening inside, and Emily also turns around as a few, as so does Sergeant Detective uh, Jake Jack. Be like, hey, who, who, let you, who let you into the crime scene? What is this? As in, this detective is running at you with his terrible mustache and terrible overcoat. As the camera cuts back to Kilanova and Emily... Milo's like, oh, so if I put cayenne in the celery juice, that's how it works? Yeah, that's what activates it is the cayenne. Oh, wait, hold hold on. And uh, yeah, Emily, you see Detective Jack and Emily are running in. Be like, what are you doing? This is a crime scene. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> ah, it, caught, it caught fire. I it was, was poisonous. It, <laughs> it attacked me first. <laughs> This is dangerous technology, and it looked like it was about to throw a fireball at me. That's the vibe I was getting, but... <laughs> hey, you know what, lady? It's not really up to you whether or not I don't care if you're wearing a Domino mask or you're from Domino's delivering me a pizza, but you don't get to come into my crime scene and destroy things. That's our, that's our responsibility. Can you get... Do you have any identification? Who are you? I'm sorry, sir. Did you just say that you destroy evidence on a routine no. basis? Oh, you know what, everyone, we're just gonna, we're gonna, let's figure this out. You're going to come downtown, and we're going to talk this out. Yes, I absolutely will. Later today, first, I have to bag and transport this evidence to um, the, the crime lab, that the super crime lab that we have. Oh, uh, we have a fine crime lab. I wouldn't say it's super, yeah. but it does the job. Let's we not, got it. We got it. 
let's not get into uh, conversations about the efficacy of your crime lab. Um, <laughs> but I, I promise you, we will work these things out. I will come there later today. We have all day. All we all have is our word, right? I, I'm giving you my word. I will be there later today on this day. We have all day long, all time. We are, we both know what has happened here. And if I don't follow through my promise, you can uh, just tweet at me really, or just yell preserver. <laughs> and then somebody will tell you to tweet at me because that's the best way to find me. But my identification, and then I just hold up my Twitter profile mm-hmm. with the check mark that Carmen was able to get us uh, next to my face. And I'm just like face to face. Make a persuasion check. Actually, uh, instead of that persuasion check, Miles, again, no consequences. We're in a time loop. Miles should kind of fucking cast charm person on this guy. <laughs> okay. Um, what do I do for that? You make a wisdom saving throw. For detective. I don't think this guy is super wise. Yeah, don't get that vibe. Uh, I rolled in a 17. Oh, Ooh. dang. Mm. My spell save is a 17. So it gets mm. to you, I guess. Well, yeah. what's the wisdom modifier? Oh, plus zero. <laughs> Like, oh, I know what you were doing. You're trying to control me with these ghost powers. All right. You know what? All of you are going to go downtown with me. God damn it. All right. Emily told me to do it. Why don't we call Dr. Mayor Morrow? Okay. She's who we report to. I know that she has some jurisdiction, obviously, here in Lake Town City. I I know that there is somewhat of a blurry, blurry line between what you guys do, what we do, who responds to crimes. Emily, you know, infrastructurally, organizationally, bureaucratically. It's just... It's a mess. Nobody's done anything yet. So let's talk it out. I, I'm not. I'm not going to take the evidence if if you want it first. But I, you know, there's no need for that. <laughs> and then from across the room, you hear Milo go, "Can't catch a cloud," and he casts gaseous form. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of off- uniformed officers are trying to handcuff a cloud. <laughs> so that's happening that in the right. background. Yeah, I also need to roll spell surge twice. By the way, please do. Yeah, and I'm going to use Emissary of Peace to get advantage on my charisma check here to defuse the violent situation. Do it. I rolled double 13s. Oh, my God. I rolled a 7 and a 16, so I'm up to 9 on my spiritual surge right now. Oh, my God. How? And I rolled a 14 on my charisma check. I think with a 14, yeah, I think that you're you're trying to calm the situation. Uh, Remind me, what does Emissary of Peace look like? It's just kind of like a orgy glow around my hands as I'm trying to just kind of like put them up and like talk to people about it. Um, I forgot my fame modifier though, so that's 15. Great. Okay. You are holding up the phone with the yeah, the you're holding it up and, it. The, and the warmth happens. Yeah, I think that you do that, and Emily says, "Okay, you know what? Let's. We're getting a little heated here. Let's all take a real deep breath inside. One, two, three in. One, two, three out. Okay. So, listen." It's, I can vouch for them. It's fine. Let's let the <laughs> LTC three go on their way and we'll continue. They probably have some other important business running around for Dr. Morrow. We don't have to get everyone involved. It's fine. Just, we'll take care of it. Just, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And uh, Detective Jack like sticks his hands in his in his armpits really hard <laughs> and uh, pouts with his mustache and says, "All right, uh, fine, but you're leaving all this stuff." O'Malley, Jenkins, stop trying to handcuff a cloud. <laughs> I think if that's the end of it, we would probably just drive back home and try to meet up with Val before Kilinova walks back over. Emily, Emily says, "Yeah, I got. Listen, I got this. You won't. I still think you should." Consider my offer. This was, things will be a lot easier than easier than trying to handcuff a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think Aggie is just thinking so much about the fact that Emily could just like tell a cop what to do and he does it. But I, I think she'll probably just say like, I, I'm in the middle of stuff, Emily. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Sure. I'm around all day. Thanks. Thanks, Emily. Uh, she tightly smiles at you and walks back over to the crime scene <laughs> and, trying, and is bagging up the uh, projector. All right, let's go over to Val Vesuvio, PhD, Reverend Medical Doctor. When did Val get I, their PhD? I have a BA in communications, and that's it. <laughs> Val Vesuvio, BA communications. Uh, yeah, I think that you're able to, if you know what you're looking for, I think if you're looking through Dr. Morrow, there's like a wave of people happening here. You see that around that there is also like just some cops just like standing there with like their arms folded, but they're in like their t-shirt uniforms along <laughs> their short sleeve and they're just kind of like standing there waiting on the other side other people are cheering them on some people are booing and yelling stuff but i mean listen there's a pretty sizable group like imagine all of how many thornhill there's like if this is a, like a regional chain this company is is pretty large i think maybe it, it even went public too so like in the in upstate new york and that whole like northeast area that's not encroaching on dunkin donuts territory <laughs> i feel like there's enough here there's enough thornhill demonstration i think you also see mona adil as well uh who is up in the front with a micro with a bullhorn leading all the chants like what do we want better wages when do we want it now we won't grind your beans give us money <laughs> not not the best chant i've ever heard but pretty good First draft, first draft. Yeah. So she's leading that out front. Uh, as you're, If you're looking around, you can see that, like, Dr. Morrow is kind of, like, jammed in the middle of, like, I don't know, this could be, like, a 500-person protest, maybe even more, as more and more people gather as as this happens, that they're just, like, walking through the streets of Company 10 and Industry 10. Well, I'm small and also strong, so I'm going to make my way to Dr. Morrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think so. You you recognize the, the size and gait of Dr. Morrow, but she has like big sunglasses on, a nondescript baseball cap on, and is shouting around with everyone else. Like, oh, Val, I didn't know you were going to be here. I Listen, were you able to take care of the thing that I, I told you to do? No, listen, to I was looking for you because this is not the first time I've done today, if you understand what I mean. Ooh. No. Yeah, and and <laughs> one of those other days we talked to Dez, and Dez said that you know what I'm talking about, and they had your projector at the thing, and a oh. guy who is making me do this day multiple times wants it. And she's like, while you're doing that, and she's like, hey, hey, ho, ho, yeah, hey, I hate those guys. Oh, so is this like a... You know, explain this to me. Is this like a Groundhog Day situation or yes, is it a Russian doll situation? Yes, it's pretty much like situation? a Groundhog Day situation, except oh. this guy controls when we start over again. Oh, so it's so maybe it's it's more of like a Palm Springs thing? Oh, yeah. is, it a, is it an Adventure Zone, colon, balance, colon, the 11th hour situation? <laughs> no, that was no. based off of Majora's Mask. This seems like a totally different thing. There's a uh, lot of these movies. I understand the references. Oh, that one's a podcast. You would love that. But it's more like, I don't see a moon with a face on it, so we seem to be fine. So yeah. it's like, it's, ooh, it's like a, it's a Palm Springs, but the, someone is controlling it? Yeah. Oh, I've never dealt with one of those before. You know, I actually did some work a while ago with this yes, one. Yes, I know. I, I talked to Bill Des Murray. about this. Oh, so you... Well, have you did, but I know about it. Have you contacted Harold Ramis? No. Oh, you should. He Can't is get dead. Oh, that was probably some of my problem. I watched it for the first time in 2003. <laughs> I think it was still alive then, but... 
Why wouldn't he take my call? God, I'm gonna... uh, D- Doctor, Des kind of implied something bad happened last time. There was time stuff. Oh, yeah. Listen, what happened? Des treats me... No, no, no. What happened? No, I, this is what I'm going, I'm going to say exactly what happened. It all start. I'm just kidding. That would have been a funny thing to say. Oh. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Okay, so here's what <laughs> happened. Is that Des treats me sometimes like my failures are truly the end of the world. And yes, sometimes I get heated. Sometimes I get upset. And I, th- I, I uh, ceremoniously throw things to the ground like it's a Jewish wedding. I'm starting it once again. But I listen, I don't take it that hard. Nothing happened. We just didn't, we didn't figure it out. Every, every scientist, mad or not, decides whether they want to make a time machine at some point during their lives. And I followed in the tradition of the time traveler's wife and Tesla that I would try it. So it's, I wanted to make a time machine. It didn't work. I messed it up. I made some sort of piece of junk that never worked. So what did the piece of junk look like? Was it the projector? How do you know about the Did Jazz tell you about the projector? Listen, I know a lot of stuff. I've done this day a lot of times. Oh, that's right. It's a Palm Springs situation. But what okay. I need to know from you is, like, how did this dude get this technology? Why is he going after the projector? Did something happen when you did the time machine stuff that was more intense than you are letting on? Oh, this dude? No, I don't know this dude. I don't Who know is... this dude either. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Make a history check. Oh, good. Negative one. Oh. Three. 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 Uh, no, I, I don't. This was the only the thing. I, I worked on this. This wasn't a Mara, a Moro Corp situation. I would have gotten laughed out of the room. It, of course, time travel is real and everyone should know that. Um, so, no. I when I'd, you say things like that. I just really don't like when you say things like people that. People should know. They should know. It happens. Um, I just... No, nothing had uh, the invention didn't work. I didn't work on it with anybody else. If someone but, is but going it, after sorry, it, doctor, it kind of did work because we we've used the projector before, and it shows us like how to do things. What? Why does it work? I don't know why it works. <laughs> Look at me. I have a communications degree from SUNY Lake Town City. I don't know why science stuff works. <laughs> Best education in the SUNY system. Yes, but it was communications. Oh, not- wait. So Dr. Morrow, like, takes a yellow pad out of her pocket and starts scribbling things down. And then she's like, of course, absolutely. The way, if you're in, a, the thing that we were missing was the stacked amount of time. If it is, it is, we made it like a projector because you need to, you show it something. Like when you put slides into a projector reel, you have a lot of it and, and, and you, you play it like it's a slideshow. But in the way with the time stacking on top of itself, like that doesn't go anywhere. If you're looping, it truly is a loop, but it loops in a way that it stack like a, like a crepe, one layer on top of another on top of another. So without the layers, then the projector wouldn't work. So the projector only loops only works in a time loop which you're in. I love that. Okay. I Listen, if someone found out about this and also knew about it, 
could be pretty awesome. It was a way for everyone to, for you to optimize your day, for you to be able to do the things that you wanted to do, have opportunities to do it over and over and over. Instead of doing it over and over and over again, you would just know. So this, if someone is using this for nefarious purposes because you're putting scientific inventions up as art or some shit, <laughs> then this is what happens. Someone finds out about it and tries to use it. I knew it. Tell me in the future. If you see me again, tell me I knew it. Okay, I'll let you know. Uh, for for the record, what is what is this guy gonna be capable of now that he can like access that technology and also cause a time loop? Like, what's well, the wor- what's the worst situation here, Doctor Morrow? Okay, <sighs> on a small scale, if he's seen you before, he'll be able to anticipate your moves. That could be one. I just. Yeah, we've we've, uh, see, we've experienced that part before. Well, so he he he'll do what you what's predictive of you. Um, he could distract you. He, if he's one step, if this guy is one step ahead of you, then he he knows what happens and he's building on it. He's, he's doing something and you don't know what he was doing. There's no trail to follow unless you are able to pull on it. But the the and from there, I mean, it's like Back to the Future. You uh, you bet on the Chicago Cubs to win, and you make a ton of money. You do that. Mm. Okay. Okay. So we got to figure out what he wants, basically. I don't know. It could be anything. Could be anything. The power. It's the power of time and multiple loops is on your hands. Oh, hey, hey, stop yelling about ho, science. ho. I can't help it. I can't. I know. I can't. It's a good place to do it when everyone else is chanting, too. That's called science communication, Julia. <laughs> yeah, you're communicating the science. So, I, that's all I can do. Tell me, just make sure to please. And she puts two hands on your shoulders and says, Val, no matter what happens, if you see me again. I'll tell you you're right. Tell me I was right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, you're, you're a delight and a frustration, Dr. Morrow. <laughs> That's what it says on my dating apps. Hey, hey, <laughs> ho, ho. Is there any other science stuff that he would have the in the art museum that we might be able to use to combat all, all this? Probably not, right? It's a shot in the dark. You can, yeah, you can tell Dr. Morrow the things that were in there, and I can tell you what they do. I remember there is the cannon. I remember there is yes. the guitar. Yeah. That's all I have right now. The cannon uh, has the fake flash bang. Um, the electrical tar actually casts Otto's irresistible dance on people, um, which is like it incapacitates them and make them dance. The old school fan, as you saw, it pushes people back hard in a line, um, but it does need batteries. That was the biggest problem of it. Gotcha. Um, and the AC unit freezes people in place if you turn it all the way up to 11. Okay. You only had five things for an art gallery? Fucking wild. The rest of that shit is junk. I don't know what <laughs> I always thought the whole thing was junk. I think Dr. Morrow says, well, you can stay with the with the protest if you'd like. I mean, we're growing. Yeah, I guess I will. I'm kind of worried that, like, I'm worried that he's going to use the projector to, like, attack Dr. Morrow or something or instigate the big uh, thing. So I would like to cut him off at the pass if possible. Sure. So actually, I think that um, you're walking around and then it becomes 1145 and you're like, oh, and this is when it starts to pop off. And like they're really close to Smoke Break Park, but they actually take a left and walk around Smoke Break Park. 
Huh. They take like a larger loop walking through and around all of like the factories there. And then they actually reach Smoke Break Park at around one. And um, yeah, nothing happens. Again, there are no like organized counter protesters. Clash, there are some people around who are like yelling at you guys and like who are anti-union or just like just generally disgruntled. But like there's no group of them. Maybe he started the clash in a previous loop to distract us and get us away from the projector in that first one. Interesting. So yeah, that's what happens. Now it's around one and there has been no resetting loop yet. Uh Uh-oh. Val, do you tell us what you learned? Either like text or call or meet us somewhere? Yeah, I think Val has reiterated everything that Dr. Morrow has told them via text. As soon as Aggie reads the message, she tweets... Hey, game guy, meet me on the state capitol steps. Got it? Milo likes it. (laughs) Val also likes it. Am I with you, Aggie? Yeah, I think we probably drove back to my house, but I'm like, I'm going to the state capitol to try to meet this guy, and you're welcome to come if you want, but no worries if you don't. Milo is underneath 13 blankets on your couch and says, (laughs) I had to, like, dislodge you to get my phone out of the couch, (laughs) etc. Yeah, I think that you you drive down there and you're standing on the steps and then your phone starts like pinging incessantly and you get a text from Carmen says, who who did you piss off? (laughs) (laughs) I may have pissed off a bad guy, but he really needed pissing off. I'm sorry if that impacts your day. Gamers aren't bad guys. I mean, usually they're good, but not... Some of them are. A lot of them are. No, true. I probably could have used a better word. I I apologize about that. Um, But I couldn't say the thing I really meant, which is more of a sci-fi movie thing and might have been alarming for citizens of Lake Town City to read. Carmen texts you back. Wait, is this like a Palm Springs situation? (laughs) Uh, All that that evokes for me is like pink 70s architecture, so I'm going to say no. No, is this is, like a Russian Carmen. doll situation? Or that old movie, um, what's it called? Groundhog Day? Uh, good God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it may or may not be. I don't want to, I don't want to loop you into something you don't have to be in. Nice. Oh, okay. But, um, um, yeah, so you check your phone and it, you got quote tweeted by Level Up Games <sighs> that says, LOL, no. And... <laughs> Hundreds of people are replying to you, LOL, no. The same message? Bots. He's got bots. Same message. I'm going to call Carmen and ask. No, I hate phone calls. Why? Okay. I'm really sorry. It is an emergency. I know Thornhill is closed today, and it is uh, the day of workers' rights. I appreciate you, who is working on behalf of me. Um, I will sacrifice my caffeine for the greater good. (laughs) It's our coffee. Uh, so true. Can you figure out who is coordinating all of these replies? It could be really, really important. I need to know who's behind this and where he is. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, here's the thing about bots is that, like, when you're paying for them, when you're paying for them, they usually, usually have to use your full name because you have to pay, actually pay for them. The bots business is surprisingly above board. So. <laughs> it's good to know. Good to know. So, um, mm, yeah, you're looking for 
a John Paul Schultz. I don't know who just has $10,000 laying around to pay in a PayPal transaction, but I don't know. Any details on his address? I'm going to try to look up municipal records right now, but I, I got to find this guy. Uh, you, I, when I say this, I mean this so much. You actually would be better at this than me. <laughs> I think that's about the only time you're only going to say that, Carmen, unless any of your electrics or plumbing break. In which case, I might not be as good as a specialist, but I'll definitely come and try. My toilet has been running for three weeks. Why? Oh my god. Everyone's toilet runs in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we get through today, I will be there tomorrow morning. Thank you, Carmen. And then Aggie's going to plug into, again, the internet and just look up public records if there is that person um, living in any like registered addresses in Lake Town City. Yeah, uh, John Paul Schultz lives in an apartment kind of like on the border between Thornhill and Industryton. There were like apartments that were made before Company Tin was made. They're like, ah, we'll just put it really close to the factories. That sounds great. Um, but then, of course, they were terrible apartments and it was like the equivalent of like a company uh, spot in that way, which is why they made Company Tin to f- actually fill those those things in. But now it's like this area is gentrifying because it's close to Thornhill. So it's like kind of cool, but also gentrifying in that way. In my head, for my New York people out there, this is how I think about Bushwick or also in like the gentrifying areas of like other cities like Buffalo. But yeah, that's where he lives. He lives like on the, the fifth floor of some apartment. Uh, landlord is crappy, probably has some strikes against him. Like what one person said they never replaced a refrigerator even after it died for four weeks. They had to buy their own refrigerator and they got reimbursed like three months later. From the so, insurance, not even from the landlord. Jesus. Yeah, from the insurance. Absolutely. They had to deal directly with the building's insurance and um, some complaints about garbage. So, like I said, regular building. <laughs> Sounds personal, guys. In my own backyard. <laughs> I think I can just go there right away. I think I'll, I'll drop the pin for Val and be like, I'm on my way. I think this is where he is. Yeah, are you yeah. there? Yeah, I, at some point I would have gotten up and started making my way back home. So, making my way back home on the way to this guy's house. Wonderful, yeah. So all three of you head over to this guy's house. It's now the later afternoon. It's still no reset. I think it may be about like five or six. And uh, you head over to this apartment building and yeah, it's look regular looking apartment building. It's like eight stories. Um, he's uh, apartment 5C. Can we... Just try the door, see if it's open. If it's that shitty of an apartment. Here's the thing. Aggie can also walk on walls now. Um, what? That's so, dope. I did want to like check through the door to see if he was home before we try to break into his place. But I was going to walk up the wall and just look in the window. What? But either way. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that monks can just walk up walls. Holy yeah. shit. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, you Spider-Man your way up there. Actually, is it like Spider-Man or does it just look like you're walking, but then it's just like, it's like an old Batman TV show? I think for Aggie, it would just be like what a person could do plus. So this would be like hand-holding going up. But Julia, I I like your idea too. So you can totally do that first or at the same time if you want. Yeah, I'm going to check the door to see if it's open. (laughs) Like the door to the front of the apartment building. Milo is watching Aggie run up the wall and says, what? Assassin's Creed. 
<laughs> Assassin's Creed 1 for PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, Val, I think that you, the door is locked, but quickly there's some guys uh, and a really, really jacked woman carrying some boxes out, and they're all wearing the same blue T-shirt that says, we'll take it. Sorry this happened. Oops. <laughs> Val just stops and be like, what is your business model? <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> Oh, movers. We're sorry you have to move, but we'll we'll do it as well as possible. Okay, okay. Who? Who? Sorry, my uh, Val. I my can't partner... believe you lost the keys again to the. I apartment. know. I'm sorry, my partner lives here. Uh, do, who's who's moving out? Oh, uh, listen. We. What we what apartment can, number is moving out? That's all I want. We can't know. Uh, listen. We can't give out uh, that. We can't give out that sensitive information. Yeah, it's five C. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you. Appreciate. That's the, the third that person in 5C in three years. Let's let's go. Let's just go home, Val. It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, they're walking out, and then you you guys can grab the door and walk up as well. Aggie, as you're up there, make a perception check for me. Yeah. Hey, Eric. Mm-hmm? As the movers are leaving, can I do a sleight of hand check and try to pull, like, the slip or information for, like, the moving stuff from one of them? I want to know where they are moving these boxes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, slide a hand check for me. Cool. I have a plus five to this because I have proficiency. Hell yeah. It's a 12 plus five for a 17. And I also got a 17 on my perception check. Wonderful. Yeah, there's probably like a sticker or something on the boxes to remind people where it's actually going. And this is going to Weston, uh, which, as we, we've seen before, this is like the Tony suburbs. And this is where Councilman Burdock represents. And it's also like where some rich stuff is as well. So it's like both regular suburbs and rich people suburbs are there. Okay. So he made a lot of money somehow. Moving from this shitty ass apartment to... That's where his parents live. Well, maybe. But also if I had time loop and I knew I could set myself up for investments and shit. Yeah, you bet on the Cavs or whatever Eric said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs. That's a plot point in Back to, Back the, to future the Future 2, Brandon. <laughs> uh, yeah, with a 17, I think that you realize that the window is a little ajar. Yeah, I mean, if I don't see any movers around, I'll step in and case the place. It's empty for now. The door is kind of ajar, which they left over from the movers. So they might come back, uh, which will give you that perception check. Yeah, it kind of looks like a kind of like a shitty bachelor apartment in there. Sure. You know, PS3 games everywhere and like some beer bottles used as dececoration. Not even PS4, it's PS3. Jesus. And yeah, left it's, there? it's like sloppy in there. There's also, though, you see that there's some like, like someone tried to interior design this. Like there's some like, fluffy pillows in here and you also you look around and there's also like some like the the cupboards are open because the movers were, were messing with and someone unpacked there's like half as much in there that there should be like there's only like a few plates and like two mugs and you look around and you feel like there are things missing in here so is it that one person moved out of a shared apartment or is it like badly packed it seems like the former with a 17 i'll give you the former yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm going to look in the bathroom and see if the toiletries, is all the toiletry gone. Yeah, yeah, half of the toiletries are gone. You look in, there's, like, some, like, hoodies and some jackets that are on uh, in the closet, but like, there's, like, a whole space in the closet that's gone. Is this guy time-looping because his girlfriend broke up with him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Eric just covered his mouth. He is so, so seen. 
<laughs> I tried to cover it. I tried. That's what's oh, happening. That's incredible. I will also say, so Val, as Milo and Val are walking up the stairs, you see that like the movers are putting stuff away and they're arranging stuff, but they also don't look like they're done. I'm going to stand watch outside the door at the top of the hallway. Cool. And I want to specifically look at like magnets on the fridge, like postcards on a cork board. If there's any indication of like other places this guy would go or like a loyalty card from a coffee shop, like anything to give us a sense of where else he goes. Ooh, that's a good question. You know, a lot of this stuff is actually bare because like maybe someone took it with them or it's not there anymore. Um, or they're all shared memories and they were destroyed. Yeah. He has a gift card for Thornhill Coffee that's magneted to the refrigerator for like $10. Maybe he got it at his job or something. I'm assuming no wallet on the hall table. No. He's not home. No, he's not home. Thank you. I think Aggie's just going to like stick her head out the door and be like, uh, I totally think that this guy's girlfriend broke up with him and is moving out, which is hilarious. But is there anything else you want me to check? There's no postcards. There's no co- coffee cards. There's no wallet. No, uh, I guess, like, just check. Maybe, does he have, like, a laptop there? Yeah, 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 I'll check. Sure. Uh, make an investigation check for me. While Aggie's looking for that, I think Val's gonna, like, post up in the hallway or the staircase, and, like, if the movers come up, start asking them just a bunch of questions to kind of, like, keep them from going into the apartment. There's also probably a staircase and an elevator, so we should cover our bases. Cover both ends. I like that. No, I think that's funny. I think like the really jacked woman starts walking up the walking up the stairs. And I love the idea like Val intercepts her to like talk about like so uh where do you how'd you get those traps? I was gonna say Val starts flirting, but yeah, that feels right. <laughs> no, just, li- same thing. We're I saying mean, same the same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, same thing. So uh Aggie, you have some extra time if both of you are, are, are on watch. Love that. Yeah, I got an eight on my first roll and I don't want to use a luck point. So can I try something else? Can I can I try a different approach? Yeah, I think with an eight, you are like looking around and like under a pillow is like a photo of John Paul and a woman who he has his arm around. White woman with freckles and uh, close cropped auburn hair. And she looks very nice. She looks sweet. But even in this photo, which is at like a karaoke bar, which is on the beach, and like there's a sunset in the background. Golden and in, hour. Yeah, golden hour in Florida. And like they're both wearing like casual vacation clothes. He still looks like there's a halogen light on him. Just like <laughs> just like really shading in the bags under his eyes or this hangdog look. Yeah, I think if I don't see the N sixty four box, that's all I can get from here. Yeah, the N sixty you do not see that. The what you were looking for, if you're looking for a laptop, it's not there. I think my last thing is I'm going to take any takeout menus that are magneted to the fridge. Sure. Sounds good. There's actually one for Dom's, which is quite funny. Cool. So I will uh, hiss. <laughs> I'll whisper hiss out the, out the, the ajar door. I'll meet you guys down, downstairs, okay? Ground level. And then uh, I'm going to go back down the wall. Now, I have a crazy idea. And tell me if this is just way too buck wild. Hell yeah, dog. Should I light his apartment on fire so he's forced to reset? I mean... (laughs) Eric's just looking in the distance. (laughs) I am so torn. I want to do this because it seems fun. I also don't want it to endanger any other apartments. That's fair. That's fair. What if he's going to reset anyway? Julia, you should set the fire. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Val's going to go up to the apartment before the movers get up there. And is just going to, you know, casually 
grab one of the very nice drapes that I'm sure the girlfriend put there and not the the guy that we're tracing (laughs) and just use Ignite, which is a skill that I have now as a uh, Phoenix sorcerer. And (laughs) magically, I ignite a flammable object that you touch with your hand. Oh, my God. And then I walk out. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I love this so much. Uh, I... uh, I see Val power walking down the stairs and follow them. <laughs> and I think I continues to just fully jump down the building. <laughs> okay. I rolled to see how reactive the movers were, both how aware they were that something is on fire and how fast they are to get the fire department here. The first one, I rolled an 11, and the second one, I rolled an (laughs) 8. So Well, could be worse. Yeah, man, you guys book it, and this apartment just goes up in flames. Just the apartment, though, right? Not the whole building. (laughs) There's fire alarms in this building. The sprinklers would turn on. Yeah, I rolled, okay. Okay, okay. I rolled a 17. Okay. Like, you guys are power walking away, and the movers are like, oh, man. We listen, we only have, like, two more boxes left. It's fine. They're just <laughs> waiting. And then they, like, and then you see, as you guys are walking away from this, like, you see that the smoke is curling up out of the window. And finally, someone's like, is that smoke? Shit, 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 shit. And you see them run inside. And, yeah, it starts to go up. I think they call the fire department, and... People are evacuated from the building. Listen, even with 17, fire, baby. Like, it does go to some of the other apartments that are next door. I don't think that it takes the entire building, but I think that, like, there's absolutely some collateral damage in apartments that are above, below, and next door. I feel a little bit bad. (laughs) For the record, I feel bad about this. But as we're kind of lurking around outside, do we see the guy come back? I do kind of want to see if he comes home and see what happens, but, like... No, I mean, as long as we're hiding, it's fine. I just don't want to be, like, the movers to be like, yeah, it was those folks. (laughs) No, you guys can definitely hide. All of you make perception checks for me. Eight. (laughs) I got a critical one. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I got a 23, so somebody's somebody's here. Hey, who set that fire, Milo thinks? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, did you see that fire over there? We should go help. Wild. Yeah, I think that you guys hang out uh, like at a bar that's nearby that has like a view at the window. It's weird. There's a lot of people at this bar because everyone wants to see the firefighters come and go. Yeah, everyone's seeing the firefighters and they're like, oh shit, this is a perfect place to do it and we can get beer. It sounds great. Yeah, it's like a preview of Lake Town City Fire Department's annual like multi-gender firefighter hot calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the fire department shows up and they start hosing hosing it down and more people collect and they're taking photos of it. You also see the Night of Mirrors pull up and just be like... Oh, it's just a fire. <laughs> and then it <laughs> drives away. What a friend. And you're looking out for it. Uh, Milo is transfixed by the fire. Val, you're looking around. You don't see him. And yet, like, walking up with his phone in his hand is John Paul Schultz, who the guy wearing all black. He's, wear, he's still wearing the black trench coat. He's wearing the black pants. He's wearing the black shirt. But now, like, out of the context of the gallery, he just looks like a guy wearing all black. I think with the 23, Aggie, you also noticed that there are tags that are on the overcoat. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. He's like looking at his phone and he runs up 
you know, he takes a second and he puts his phone in his pocket and you see him mouth beans. He has a, a black backpack on that you see him turn around, pull the N64 out and hit the reset button and everything goes white. And you wake up and it's 9 a.m. May 1st. All right, let's go get him. I think that you guys get ready to go. You're going to go right back to his apartment. Yeah, I'm skipping. I'm skipping dog walking today. <laughs> As you are getting ready for the day, taking showers, pulling on your costumes, recalibrating your mechanical gauntlets, you know, regular stuff, you all get push notifications to your phone. It's like 902. This is a citywide alert, the one that does a hard mandatory buzz that you can never turn off. And it's a warning to all citizens of Lake Town City to avoid the Roslyn-Franklin Bridge. This is the one that connects LTC to Burlington, Vermont, over Lake Champlain. All people should avoid the Roslyn-Franklin Bridge until further notice because there is a bomb threat that could potentially destroy everything in the area.